Rutherford Issues on News Radio WGNS. You're tuned to WGNS again on this Monday morning, today, December the 26th. And it is now time to head to the Child Advocacy Center. Joining us this morning, we have Katie Inzor and Jessica Wachek. And Katie, I, I guess let's start off with you this morning. How are you? Good morning, Scott. Oh, how are y'all? We're so excited to be on this morning. Thanks for having us. I brought some friends, Jessica and Anna, with me this morning. And so we just appreciate seeing you. Tell us a little bit how Christmas went for some of those clients who have been a part of the Child Advocacy Center. All of us at the Child Advocacy Center are just, we're so blessed by our community. And we have a program that we call our Secret Santa program, where individuals um, get together as big organizations, small organizations, um, families sometimes get involved, churches, um, and they actually help us gift Christmas to our families that we serve. Um, And so I'd like to, uh, like I said, ask Anna and Miss Jessica kind of what they what they experienced too, but we were able to help many families. And I think it was about a week long process. So so that just means that we had a lot of fun and of course, a lot of giving throughout the year. Again, Anna and also Jessica with us this morning from the Child Advocacy Center. So tell us a little bit more about this Secret Santa program and how it panned out. Yeah, I'm happy to. So with our Secret Santa program, we reach out to families that we know have struggled Um, whenever they come to see us. So what we do as case managers is reach out to these families and get all of their appropriate sizes of clothing and their wish list items. And more often than not, these families, what they ask for Christmas is essential needs. So a lot of what they ask for for their teenage daughters and even the teenagers themselves tell us, you know, hygiene products or clothing or warm clothes, blankets, socks. Um, It's things that, you know, as as adults, we think kids want the toys and they want fun things and they do. But a lot of these families do ask for the basic stuff because they are in a situation where they might have they might have lost um, their primary uh, breadwinner of the family. So um, they ask for these things because now it's more often than not, it is like single mothers struggling to. Uh, keep up with the bills of the home and with the needs of the home. So um, we're we're just so grateful that our sponsors within the community help us with that. And the families are just so eternally grateful. Um, You know, whenever they come and receive their gifts, they're crying and they're hugging us and they're thanking us. And they send me pictures of the children with their Christmas gifts and by the tree. So it's really it's a really neat thing to see and experience. And when you're talking about a case where a child was sexually abused and the suspect in the case happened to be a family member, that can be a lot on a child, especially if it happens around the holidays for sure. But you're talking about this child, sometimes as young as five, six, seven years old, not fully comprehending everything that's taken place. Perhaps if 
the suspect is a parent in some cases, them going to prison if the trial has already occurred. They're also saying goodbye to a family member who may have hurt them, but they may not fully come to grasp with that for years to come. So helping them out at a time like Christmas, it serves to really change their life in a number of ways and in a lot of different directions at a very confusing time. Yeah, absolutely. We just are um, hopeful or we just hope to uh, help a little bit, at least, you know, at our center. Um, it's crazy to think that this is they. this might be like something life changing for them, because, you know, for me as a case manager to, that serves these families every day, um, I'm doing my best to put my foot forward for them and um provide them with the resources that they need. And if it's something that our center can't provide, then finding somebody within the community that can provide that for them. But you're absolutely right. Um, and that's why these time, this time of year is especially tough for those families because it may be the first Christmas without this particular uh, family member knowing what's happened. And this not just affects the victim, it affects the whole family unit, especially if it's somebody within the family. Um, so that's why it's so vital for us to go over counseling resources with the parents and with the children whenever they come see us so we can put that um, intervention in within something like this has happened um, just to make sure that that child has a healthy healing process as well as these parents because like I just mentioned um, this not only affects the victim it affects the whole family. Again we're talking with a child advocacy center this morning and it has got to be just a wide range of emotions that are felt this time of year. Is it hard for the younger kids to understand what's going on or is it tougher on the older kids when you're talking about all of these different things happening at once? Yeah, that's a that's actually a really great question. Um, I would say it honestly it affects them both um, more so the same. We do have some children um, that are younger. More often than not, we do see the younger children that aren't really fully comprehending what exactly is going on. You know, they come into our center and they say these things that have happened to them like nothing you know this is this is what happened to me and that's what happened and for us as adults we know the severity and the gravity of that so it affects us and we think about that and the parents that's why they're so distraught so with some little ones um that is the case um but i've had many like three-year-olds even surprise me with their amount of comprehending and kids are just so resilient in general um you know all of this affects them greatly some more than not some more than others just depending on what's happened um but a lot of these kids their main worry is their parents um mm -hmm. they just want to make sure that their parents are okay and they don't want their mom or their dad or whoever to be sad more often than not they're afraid to tell because they'll be in trouble and it's not anything that the parent has instilled in them or anything i think it's just like that feeling for children whenever something like this happens to them is this is wrong, but I don't know how and I don't know how to communicate that. Um, so a lot of these kids do worry for their family members on how it will affect them. And sometimes that's why it takes them a little longer to tell us what happened. Now, you bring up a really good point. It, a lot of the times the children who are involved and who are the victims in these types of situations they do go through this emotional state where they sometimes blame themselves. They think that they are the reason for whatever occurred occurred. It must be really hard 
talking to these kids and and I guess getting them to understand more that they're not the ones who caused this problem. They're not the ones who did whatever it was that happened. That's Mm got to be a really big barrier. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's very tough because a lot, you know, there's not a guidebook or there's no rule book to this uh, on how to respond or what to say. A lot of these parents are just as lost on how to console their children or how to support them. They know um, to tell their children, you know, that you've you've done the right thing by telling me and that we're going to come to this place and they're going to help us. Um, But a lot of the times these parents are lost after the forensic interview because, okay, we've confirmed that this has happened. How do we move on from here? Um, And that's why we have such an array of resources within the community and connections. Um, And I apologize if you hear any outside um, noise. I'm in my home with my family, so still celebrating Christmas. So, um, but yes, we, we do connect them with those resources. And we ensure these children that we are working together as a team to bring them justice. So the forensic interviewer lets them know that it's a safe place for them. I let them know as their advocate, the detectives and the investigators also let them know. Again, Anaya Castillo with the Child Advocacy Center that serves Rutherford and Cannon County. Now, if anybody listening would like to get more involved with the Child Advocacy Center, maybe help out with gifts for next year, can they do that? Oh, absolutely. Um, We are always so thrilled about the enormous amount of support we get from the community. Um, And so that just comes with giving us a call. Um, We have a we have a phone number that's open all the time. 615-867-9000. You can call Jessica or Anae or anyone at the center and speak to us directly. You can go on our Facebook page and that's CAC Rutherford. um, And that's our handle. If you're in Woodbury, we have a a Facebook and an office out there in Cannon County. Um, And so we want to be there to support all of those with questions, with concerns, or of course, with any uh, any needs that they might that they might um, be going through, not only through the holiday season, but throughout the year. Um, And so it's a it's a pretty good, easy way to get in touch with us. But we're also um, have a website and you can find that at CAC rutherford.org um, there's a information uh, where it's got our information on how to report child abuse it's got information about our center and of course if you'd like to donate um, there's also those options as well and again we're talking about the child advocacy center this morning on rutherford issues and when it comes to i guess educating the parents on what to expect over the years to come, how emotions may change in your children in years to come, and how, you know, some kids may gravitate towards alcohol or drugs if they don't get that proper counseling after they are abused sexually. And like I said, this can happen years later. Is it hard, I guess, getting a parent to understand the gravity of what occurred and how it can negatively impact that child's life if, if, they don't get the help yeah it definitely can be you know um we do see parents that unfortunately they themselves have been victimized as a child so um they can empathize with their child and they hate that their child is going through what they went through but 
um, a lot of the time I do have parents where their experience, you know, they didn't get to go to a CAC, they didn't have a support system. So they do everything in their power to provide that for their child. And there are other times where there are parents who, um, you know, nobody ever wants to believe that a loved one did this to their child or um, it, it, it's definitely a it, it can be a process. It's different for everybody. But there are some parents or some um, caregivers slash guardians that have a little bit more trouble um, accepting the fact that this has happened to their child and who it happened with. Because nine times out of ten, I'm not sure the specific um statistic katie if you know it you can jump in of um those who abuse the children are you know within the family or our own loved ones um so i believe it's 90 percent um are going to be the ones that um 90 percent of abuse happens to someone or someone that you know yeah yeah Yeah. um thank you for that katie so yeah it, it definitely can be um But I think with the help of our child protective investigative team, all of us, so the family advocate and the detective and the DCS investigator, between um, all of us as a unit, um, nine times out of 10, we do get through to that parent that how vital it is for them to provide support and services to their child. Now, I know there is a certain percentage of parents out there who think to themselves, well, I I don't want my child to have to relive this. I'm worried that counseling is going to do just that, make them have to relive this. But in reality, it seems like talking it out, talking it out multiple times to a counselor who knows what they're doing, it seems like that would be the most healing thing out there as opposed to shutting it out. Yes, I would. Def- we always recommend counseling to every single family that walks through our door. Now, um, if they were to, I don't expect the family to get counseling like that next day. You know, um, unfortunately, there can be barriers with obtaining counseling, such as like, you know, different insurances and costs, especially if it's now a single parent having to provide for the family. Um, but yes, it, it definitely is. Um, I feel. Uh, in my professional opinion, more appropriate for a child to go through therapy um, versus having the family work it out themselves. Um, just because that professional is trained um, to provide service to, especially trauma-informed therapists to children who have experienced this, it doesn't mean that every session is going to be talking about what happened to them, um, but rather more so getting to the root of okay how do you feel about this or coping mechanism coping mechanisms and healthy ways to um, communicate and also to have boundaries so it is very it can be very beneficial to both parents and children i would say a lot of times getting that help from an outside source it's really equipping a child with tools that they're going to use throughout their lifetime in dealing with the trauma that they may have gone through without even realizing that they're dealing with it. Because I know sometimes people turn to to different things like drugs or alcohol as they get older without even realizing why. But this, you know, counseling at an early age will helpfully, hopefully give these kids the tools they need to steer in the right direction. 
Absolutely. And, you know, it's important to know that um, the healing process isn't a linear process. So there's ups and downs to it. There's going to be times where one doesn't want to go to that therapy session that day. Um, There's going to be times where they just want to shut their family out and not want to talk about it or not want to talk to anyone. Um, And, you know, that's okay to have those moments. And that's why it is so important to go to therapy, to be able to recognize when you're having that moment and to communicate it healthily to your family um, to say, hey, I'm having a tough time right now. I'm needing some space um, and to find healthy ways to cope with that. And as we close out this morning, again, if anybody wants to get involved with the Child Advocacy Center, if they need help in where to turn after experiencing or their children experiencing something like this, what's the number or what is the website to visit to learn more? Yeah, so you can you can find us on our website at cacrutherford.org. There's an about page. There's an event page. Um, there's also some services pages. Um, and that's again for uh, Rutherford County. And then if you'd like to know any more about Cannon County, or if you need any help out in Woodbury in our satellite office, um, that's going to be cannoncac.org. Again, with us this morning, Katie Enzor, Anaya Castillo, and Jessica Warcheck, and again, all with the Child Advocacy Center that serves locally in our community and also in Cannon County. Thank you all for joining us this morning. Well, thank you for having us. And do you mind if I say just one more thing about our center? Sure, go ahead. Thank you. We have been in a facility um, for over 20 years, and just this year, we've actually moved. Um, So we have relocated, and our new office will be close to the Murfreesboro Police Department. Um, And so we, of course, urge individuals who are still seeking help or um, any of our donors just to make sure that they know that uh, we have made this transition, and it has been quite exciting (laughs) a big move like this Um, but we are thankful to the community who has helped us and of course any of those who have helped us make make those transitions like our board of directors and of course our staff Um, and so we are going to be located at 503 highland terrace um, over there by the uh, the murfreesboro police department and so i just wanted to make sure that everyone knew out in our wgns community um, that we have adjusted to that and of course again to WGNS, thank you for always having a little spot for us here um, throughout all these months. Definitely, and sounds like a great location as well. So again, you can learn more on the Child Advocacy website or by calling. And again, the website address is what? 503 Highland Terrace is our new address, and our website is cacrutherford.org. Sounds great. Again, thank you all for joining us. Yes, sir. Happy New Year. Thank you. You too. That time right now, 1050. Stay with us. We do have more news and information coming up, including a look at Good Neighbor Events with Bart Walker right now. This is Good Neighbor Events with Bart Walker. Brought to you by the law offices of John Day and AmeriCare Pest Control. Now let's check those WGNS Good Neighbor Events. And when the new year arrives, WGNS celebrates its 76th anniversary. Murfreesboro Parks and Recreation Department's Buy One and Get One Free continues through January the 15th. 
so you still have time to get the monthly or annual passes to Sportscom and the Patterson Community Center at basically half price. You can get those savings now through January the 15th. The 160th anniversary of the Battle of Stones River is being commemorated. It took place from December 31st of 1862 to January the 2nd, 1863, 160 years ago. And the weather was much like it is now. Contact the Stones River National Battlefield for more information. Don't throw away old glory. Bring your tattered American flag to WGNS and let the girls from BSA Troop 2019 at Trinity United Methodist Church retire it with dignity. We also recycle Bibles. Those are WGNS Good Neighbor events. SRM Concrete. With every new day, every sunrise, we build structures that stand the test of time. And upon their foundations are our homes, where we work, where our kids go to school. And with that comes tremendous pride. We don't just make concrete. We build relationships, trust, confidence. We're SRM Concrete. Build with us. Greetings, friends. This is Lenny Farmer with the Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home in Murfreesboro. If you ever had to deal with the final arrangements of a loved one, Funerals are both emotional and financial. You can easily be drained both ways when you least expect it. I can help you in both of these areas by showing you the positive side of prearranging. Locking in your cost for the rest of your life will truly relieve some emotional stress at that time. Call me, won't you, at 615-893-2422. Let's talk. Join us now as we take a moment to look at today's death notices. Venita Holman, age 78, passed away on Tuesday. There will be no services at this time. Please keep the Holman family in your thoughts and prayers. Arrangements entrusted to J.C. Hellam Funeral Home. Mr. Levi Turner passed away December the 19th. Services, Friday, December the 30th. Family visitation, 10 a.m. Funeral service, 11 a.m. at Nelson and Sons Chapel in Murfreesboro. Interment at Lovern Cemetery for Mr. Levi Turner. Nelson and Sons Funeral Chapel in charge of these services. Mr. Craig Allen Aradine age 67 of Murfreesboro, passed away December the 17th. He was born in Churchville, New York, to Henry and Peggy Goodwin Aerodyne. Craig worked in maintenance for the city of Murfreesboro Parks Department before his retirement to spend time traveling and roaming about just as he pleased. Craig never met a stranger. He was always happy to tell the stories of his many adventures, whether it be about his years spent running marathons, his backpacking trips, or somewhere up in the mountaintops along the Appalachian Trail. Whitewater raft tour guide on the Okoe and Hiwassee Rivers salmon fishing in Alaska, trips with the grandkids to state parks in the area to teach them a bit of history. Craig is survived by his wife of 34 years, Carol Aradine, his mother, Peggy Aradine, daughter, 
Jennifer Bates and her husband, Jamie, their grandchildren, and other precious family members. Visitation with the family will be Friday, December the 23rd, 1 p.m. until 4 p.m. at Woodfin Memorial Chapel. And these are the arrangements today for Craig Allen Aradine. Dale Richard Fuller, age 65, of Murfreesboro, passed away on Wednesday, December 21st. He is survived by his loving wife for 45 years, Kathleen Fuller, their daughters, Samantha Duggar, Stephanie Bishop, grandchildren, Evan Duggar, Logan Bishop, and sister, Deborah Mest. Visitation with the family will be held at Murfreesboro Funeral Home on Tuesday, December the 27th from 10 a.m. till 12 p.m. with services to follow at 12 p.m. in the chapel. Murfreesboro Funeral Home in charge of the arrangements for Dale Richard Fuller. Murfreesboro Funeral Home and Cremation Services. People that come in to pre-plan their funerals and put it down in writing makes it a whole lot easier on the children at the time of their death. Keith Stapleton, manager of the Murfreesboro Funeral Home. Visit MurfreesboroFuneralHome.com. Thomas Earl Crafton II, age 67 of Smyrna, passed away Tuesday, December the 20th. Thomas survived by his wife of 40 years, Chris Crafton. Their daughter, Lurie Pittman, husband Eric, their daughter Jessica, son Kaylin, all of Smyrna, grandchildren and other family members. Tom was a Navy veteran and graduated from UAB with degrees in math and accounting. He was a parishioner at St. Luke Catholic Church and an avid Alabama football fan. He loved spending time with his family and was a dedicated husband, father, son, brother, and papa. A rosary and funeral mass will be held 9.45 a.m. Friday, December the 23rd at St. Luke Catholic Church in Smyrna. Burial will follow at 2.30 p.m. in St. Michael's Cemetery in Alabama under the direction of Woodfin Memorial Chapel for Thomas Earl Crafton II. I am Steve Thornton. It has been our privilege to serve families in Rutherford County and surrounding areas. I'm Shannon Whitfin Parsons, and I am the fifth generation of funeral directors in my family. I was so blessed to work alongside my dad for 20 years. We miss him every day, but he leaves behind a legacy dedicated to service, care, and compassion. Whitfin Funeral Chapels and Cremation Services since 1893. For this afternoon, we'll expect to see a chance for light snow, otherwise expecting cloudy skies with highs near 34, and then cloudy tonight with lows near 21. I'm meteorologist Nick Carlisle on News Radio WGNS. Right now it's 24. You're tuned to Rutherford Issues. We'll post this podcast on our website shortly. You can find it at WGNSRadio.com, then click on the podcast section and look for the latest Rutherford Issues program. My name is Jennifer Sanchez. I'm the manager over Steered Straight Thrift Stores. At Steered Straight Thrift Stores, we work with local school students to help them understand the consequences of adverse behavior. At Steered Straight, we focus on prevention. We employ over 20 people from all walks of life. And each of us has a story. Mine 
is of recovery. Dear Straight Thrift Stores, Wine 007, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, and 845 Middle Tennessee off a church. This is a paid legal ad. You've probably heard it a million times. If you're injured, call a lawyer. And you probably haven't because you don't know how much it will cost, how long it will take, or even if you have a case. At the Law Offices of John Day, we provide a free initial consultation because we understand that folks don't want to pay a lawyer only to find out they don't have a case. If you think we can help, we do so on a contingency basis, which means we only get paid if you do. Seriously injured? Call me, John Day. Our people, that's the difference. Maples Realty and Auction. I'm Betsy Maples-Taylor with Maples Realty and Auction Company in Murfreesboro. Maples Realty and Auction offers a variety of auction services, including home, estate, land, farm, bank-owned property, equipment, and personal property auctions. Get in touch for a free, no-obligation analysis to determine if the auction method is best for you. More information at maplesrealtyandauction.com or call 896-4740. Maples Realty and Auction. Portions of our programming have been pre-recorded. The Good Neighbor Network. WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. Flagship station for MTSU Sports.